Hey everybody, got another fire episode for you today. In this episode, I am going to talk about the right and the left. Are they equivalent? I, I just love hearing commentators and podcasters talk about how, well, the both the right and the left, you're going to get to hear my opinion on that. Then I talk about the one of my favorite podcasts, H3H3, going after other people for having parties during COVID. Is it fair for them to do that at this point? Well, you get to hear my opinion on that too. Before that, head on over, give me some likes, smash the like button on my YouTube, Taylor Space Dutch. Twitter, give me a follow. Instagram, Facebook, follow and like, Taylor Radio. Go to my website, tstutch.com. Buy my merch, tstutch.com. Okay, let's get it hot. Let's get it going. Let's get it started. So first off, I want to talk about how there is there is a, I don't know if we should call it a chilling. I don't know if you want to call it a cooling down of speech or free speech or whatever you want to say. Um, some people have probably noticed these tendencies for a while. Some people may have noticed. My some I listen to a lot of comedic podcasts. Um, unfortunately, Chris D'Elia does not is not running his podcast anymore. But um, I listen to a lot of uh, comedic podcasts like Your Mom's House, Theo Vaughn, Bill Burr, stuff like that. Uh, one thing I've noticed, which has become increasingly the situation, is that. Anytime people – well, first off, there's one thing is everybody is being sucked into the cultural political zeitgeist. Everyone – and this is why it's very difficult to avoid the, uh, the political mess that we're in because the radical left has made everything about politics, right? Also, it doesn't help that there's no sports or anything going on, but the, the radical left – is obsessed with politics. They, I've heard people throw this saying around. I'm not sure where they got it from. But they say the personal is the political. Everything is political. Everything is political. They don't believe that anything can be separated from politics. Now, um, this has rotted the brain of lots of young people. Um, I have some relatives who have uh, brain rot going on because of this situation. And it's, it's very painful to encounter. But what I want to get to is this. I'm seeing more and more comedians, anybody who wants to say something publicly who's not overtly Republican or conservative or anti-lefty has to come out and first give a bullshit equivalency – they first must give a bullshit equivalency about how the right and the left are both bad, but these radical lefties don't let you say anything, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. It's really frustrating, and I see this from everywhere. I have no problem with people criticizing the non-leftists, classical liberals, Republicans, conservatives. I don't consider myself quote-unquote Republican in ideology. Um, I consider myself conservative in genuinely in the sense that I think 
it's interesting because I consider myself conservative, but I'm really classical liberal. But I do believe in conserving. I believe in conserving our institutions and our culture and our way of life. Because you have to have some conservation to allow progress. We have a framework. It's like you can't drive on a non-existent road if you have a nice car. You can't just say, hey, look, we want to have all these nice progressive cars, but we don't want to take care of the roadway. Well, conservatives or someone like me says, look, I want people to be able to do what they want with maximum freedom. That being said, we need to have a culture and a cultural cohesion that allows that to happen. Because what we're seeing is there's a lot of people in this country who believe that if you voted for Trump, you are a fascist, that you are anti-person, that you want to kill people, that you want there to be um, you know, dead brown people and black people in the streets, which is absurd. Because they are no longer on the same wavelength. They have not been able to stay in the same reality as the rest of us. But it's painful to hear people say stuff like, ah, you know, yes, the, the extreme right is just as bad as they're really bad, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 I got that, I got that. Every once in a while, we have a problem with a, with a radical right person. Every once in a while. It's usually one crazy motherfucker. He gets a little bit of uh, prominence. He goes away because everybody disavows him. We don't see – there's not riots on the street. There's, there's not KKK riots on the street every day. There's not, there's not neo-Nazi riots and marches on the street every day. We don't, you don't see that. You see, every once in a while you see something pop up, but these people, the thing is, the people on the radical right know they're not really wanted. They show up every once in a while opportunistically, but they don't have a strong influence or an, almost any influence in mainstream cultural political discourse. On the other hand, the radical left does. And this is one thing, once again, I hate having to tie it all back to Jordan Peterson, but he made a very good he, – he was very good at pointing this out a couple of years ago about how on the right, we people are much better at identifying the enemies of the discourse, right? The people that are not trying to, like I said, maintain the road. They don't want to hold the structure of the Constitution and freedom of speech and religion and privacy and all that. No, they want there to be some kind of ethnostate. Well, the people on the left want the same thing, just in another direction. But on the right, people are good at stopping that. On the left, they're not. They just let it go. So there's no, there's no limit. No one knows where you stop. No one knows where you can't go any further. They just keep going and pushing and pushing. Now, here's what I think is interesting is all these people say, ah, oh, well, you know, the, the right and the left and the right and the left, but cancel culture, but cancel culture. Okay, guys. Okay, what is it? Is it the right and the left, but cancel culture is bad, or is it the left? Look, I totally understand if you have an unchecked, any group that's unchecked is not good. I understand that. I think it's good that we have right-left discourse in this country. But that being said, 
we are facing an existential threat at in my estimation that you are not that is going largely unchallenged by the right that's the whole thing about this is that everybody and in my opinion it's discrediting of the people that say it when people say well well you know the right and the left how about this if you are a big time comedian or a ma- or you know you, sit, you make a lot of money in podcasts and all that stuff how about you just drop the right-left equivalency because they're not equivalent. They're not equivalent. And you just address the issue. Cancel culture is a problem. Now, that is radical left. Cancel culture is coming from the radical left. Cannot be denied. Cancel culture is coming from the people that say, um, you said something racist 10 years ago. You're canceled. You said something that was homophobic 10 years ago. You're canceled. You can't host the event. Uh, We're going to find your employer. We're going to get you fired. You said something about black trans lives. You're done for. We're going to get you canned. These people are overwhelmingly on the left. So why do we keep hearing people like, you know, it's, it's people that I enjoy listening to on the whole. And I will continue to listen to them. But, you know, even Tim, I hear people like Tim Dillon or Bill Burr or, a, you know, Tom Segura. You know what, what, what gets me about people like Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P., is, and they're great comedians, but here's the deal. They love to, and H3H3 does this too, they love to bash Trump supporters as being like idiots. Trump supporters are stupid, Trump supporters are idiots, all this. And it's like, hey, guys, how about you you – but they have all the right to do that. And like I said, I'm still going to listen to their show because it's funny as shit. They usually do that as a preface to something about cancel culture or it's an add-on when they talk about cancel culture because they don't want to be – it's kind of like a get-out-of-jail-free card. They can shit on – the radical leftists that are burning down buildings across the country that are torching people's businesses, that are shooting people for saying all lives matter, that are getting people fired from their jobs for something they said 10 years ago. They can shit on those people only if they shit on the people that are legitimately not doing anything. You see the problem there? That's my problem. Most of the people... You know, vocal Trump supporters are vocal and that's it. I I don't even like to put myself in the category of Trump supporter, though I have voted for Trump and I will vote for Trump. That's not my identity. I don't identify as a Trump supporter. He is somebody that I will support most likely as a president because I in no way want there to be a Joe Biden presidency. But... There is a huge difference between a pain-in-the-ass Karen, who might be a white middle-aged lady, or a pain-in-the-ass Joe Blow, who says some stupid offhand comment in a, in a restaurant or somewhere, wherever, in some random place. There's a difference between that and somebody getting shot and killed for saying all lives matter. Do you see the difference there, guys? Can, can we wake up? Can we be responsible? Can we realize that there is not an equivalence between the right and the left right now? 
Now, if you wanted to go back 15 years ago, 20 years ago and say, okay, you know, the left is annoying, but they're not, you know, riding in the streets for 60 days in Portland and they're not talking about how white people need to die and all this stuff like that. If before all this shit, okay, yeah, you could say, well, there's problems on the right, there's problems on the left. See, I grew up in that environment. That was about 10 or 15 years ago where it was before we went way off the deep end where now you can't even have a debate because that's white supremacist to have a debate. You see? So, but now the the people that are on the right aren't saying we can't debate. They're not saying no, shut down all debate. Go listen to conservatives and and Republicans and all all the people. Yeah, you hear some some you might hear some shit that you don't agree with. But these people aren't saying we hate blacks. They're not saying we need to get women out of the whatever and we need to get, you know, we need to do all kinds of crazy stuff. No. They're not doing that. So I would appreciate it if we would drop the the ah uh, the right and the left and all this, you know, all this nonsense. Because they're not the same. And I keep having to point that I keep, you know, it's something it uh, it matters. It matters to me because I think it muddies the water. You know, it uh, it's kind of like how the media will put out fake news. You know, the fake news, what they do is they put out some bits of truth and they mix it in with a bunch of BS and things that are that's not important. And that's what we see with all of this, well, you know, both sides nonsense. No, it was both sides 15 years ago, right? It was both sides before people started marching through the streets and killing policemen and attacking people for being a different skin color and calling black people that vote for Trump, they're not black, attacking anybody who does not align with their ideology, once we moved into that realm of things, we moved away from the, well, both sides are the problem. Now, don't get me wrong. We got a lot of problems with Republicans, right? There's a lot of stupid-ass Republicans up on Capitol Hill not doing their jobs. But what I'm saying is, in an ideological sense, the right and the left are not the same. The people that maybe went and voted for Trump are not the people going out there burning up people's houses and destroying their businesses. That's lefties. And I think it's okay that we call that out. And in fact, I think we should call it out. And as long as people refuse to do so, or as long as some of these personalities, media personalities, refuse to do so, I think it does a disservice. I really think it does. I think we need to get over this shit. And we need to call out the the true enemy right now is radical Marxists. They're people that fundamentally believe they're Marxists, they're postmodernists. They believe we have to overthrow the Constitution. They believe we have to get rid of the rule of law in the United States as it is. They want to overthrow capitalism or what semblance of free market economy that we have. That's the enemy. Those are the, that is the enemy. Those people. 
And these people, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have a plan for after after they destroy everything and, and burn everything down. They don't have a fucking plan about what they're going to do. They have no idea. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're kids. They're halfwits. They're midwits. I mean, just look at the people that are protesting in Portland. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're there. They're shit stirrers. They're shit talkers. You know, I see some of my friends on Facebook. I know one or two people that went over there, and they're the exact people I would expect to go over there. They're people in their mid to late 20s who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Extremely disgruntled with their lives. Why not start blowing shit up? That's another issue, though. So, real quick, I find it interesting. One thing I find interesting among millennials is, you know, there's lots of lost millennials. I think I talked about this last year, in fact. The uh, the lost, the wandering generation. There's a lot of people in my age group that are, they feel a sense of, um, of I don't know, um, there's no direction. They're very directionless. Uh, they don't, I mean, and that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. I mean, I see it all over the place because those, that's my predominant friend group is millennials. And I noticed that a lot of my friends, mid-20s, late-20s, a lot of them not married, no kids. Now, that I'm not shitting on anyone that's like that because I'm not married and I have no kids. But... But I'm going to argue that my thought process, the things that I'm shooting for, my strategies for life, are not the average. I think a lot of people would do well to follow a path of get a job, get married, have kids. They provide you with missions. They provide you with goals, both men and women. You know, if you're a guy, you have a good job, you have a wife, you got kids, you have your mission laid out. Your primary mission is work, take care of the family, then what extracurriculars you got? What extracurriculars you got going after that, right? Oh, you like to go golfing, you like to, uh, you're a hobbyist, you like to do shit, you like to do martial arts, work out, all that shit. That brings a lot to, I think, a lot of people's lives. Don't get me wrong. I think, um, you know, you can also take that the wrong direction and, uh, it cannot turn out so great as I think a lot of millennials have seen their parents. But I think that that's a huge problem with this generation. And I don't know how we fix it, how we solve it. But um, I want to move on to something I heard about um, Jake Paul and H3H3. The H3H3 podcast I love listening to. It's um, I've been listening to it for a few years now. And Ethan Klein and Ela Klein, very entertaining. They were jumping on this YouTuber guy named Jake Paul for being irresponsible and for um, having a party in California during COVID. And it was really, I mean, it wasn't pissing me off. I guess maybe it was. Here's why. Because they weren't calling out the protesters. Yeah, or at least I don't think so. I don't recall, and maybe they did. If H3H3 called out the protests, which I don't think they did, 
then I think their criticism of this YouTuber is fair. But, to my knowledge, and I watched pretty much all their shows, I don't recall them coming out and saying, shut the protest down, they're spreading COVID, or blaming the protests and the ongoing riots for spreading COVID. And even if they did touch on it, they're definitely not giving it the same coverage, the same energy as one dude who threw a party. Now, you might wonder, well, Taylor, why are you discussing this? Because it actually gets down to the hypocrisy that we're seeing in the country right now. If you are an individual, small business owner, you want to go to church, you want to start up your company, you want to go to work, you want to go to the park, you can't do those things in a lot of places. You can't do those things because of COVID. But if you want to go out into the street every night and protest Black Lives Matter then you're allowed to. You're allowed to do that. So let the motherfucker have his party, dude. That's my thing, is if somebody, I would like to see everyone wear masks. I would like to see people be, us do, um, act out there. I would like to see people socially distance themselves whenever they can. But we have, we, we are past the point of getting on people for not wanting to follow the rules and publicly shaming. We're past that. Once the mainstream media and people all over social media went out and protested and spread the virus and support the protest still, once we got into that territory, I'm sorry, you can't jump on anyone for having a party, dude. You can't do it. You can't say, ah, It's okay to go out and protest and be right on top of each other and spit and party and drink and have fun at the protest. You can't go to somebody's house and have a party, though. You can't do that. You can't open your business. You know, and and the hypocrisy is astounding, and we see it everywhere. We see it everywhere. Uh, Just the other day, there there were two people arrested in New Jersey for trying to open up their gym. Meanwhile, there have been protests going on, and I think even the governor of New Jersey engaged in a protest. But do you see that? Where is this, and where is the hypocrisy coming from, guys? Do you know? It's coming from the left. Remember when people went and protested the lockdown orders? People went and protested the lockdown orders, and they were called, they were made fun of and shamed. Some of that was deserved. But not the BLM protesters. They weren't shamed. They weren't shamed. Because racism is a public health concern. This is the world we live in today. We live in a world of whimsical fantasy. Imaginary problems. Imaginary thinking. Magical thinking, you could say. So it's okay to go out on the streets every single night in Portland. I don't hear H3 calling that out, but they're going to call out their YouTube enemy. One reason I don't like them calling out somebody for having a party is because I think that in general, people should be allowed to do these kinds of things now. And I say that simply because we are allowing, uh, we are allowing people to go and break the law 
we're allowing them to do that. So we should allow law-abiding citizens to do whatever they want, to be honest. That's my opinion. That is my opinion. I do not want to see COVID spread any further, but we are past the point of reasonable containment through lockdowns. Now, I say that not from a scientific standpoint, not from somebody who's looked at the data. This is coming from a regular citizen, a regular person that says, look, we all know the economy will not survive And that means people will die of starvation. People will be homeless if we do not allow people to get back to some amount of work. We have messed up the response. We allow people to get out out into the streets and protest and spread the virus after it was getting a lot better in Texas. Now it's worse. We messed it up. So in my opinion, on an ethical level, we got to treat people equally. No matter their skin color, you're going to let black and white people go out and protest. You need to let black and white people go out and open their businesses. Wear a mask. Encourage people to wear a mask. But we cannot hold this in anymore. Otherwise, it could be really bad. Anyway, that's all I got to say for today. You can follow me at uh, tstouch.com, Instagram, Facebook, Taylor Radio. YouTube, Taylor Stutch, Twitter, T Stutch1. Thank you for listening.